Hello and welcome to the Guernsey Press Sport Podcast, rounding up the best of Bailiwick Sport every Thursday. I'm Tony Kerr and with me this week is Gareth DePrevo. Hi Tony. Hey Gareth, how's it going? Not too bad, thanks. Good, good. Starting to feel slightly autumnal outside. Yeah, it's the, the the nights are drawing in. I always find it a bit um, slightly depressing when it's sort of getting dark at eight o'clock. But um, it does mean that the cricket season's finished and it's now time to move on to the winter sports. Well, so. I say what it does mean is that those kind of freezing afternoons at the back of the grandstand are not too far away. <laughs> Um, it was quite chilly there at the weekend, to be honest. <laughs> on Bank Holiday Monday, it was a it was a lovely day, and that you walk up the Garen Sand steps and you get the that blast of uh, of a wind tunnel going up there. So yeah, I'll be fully prepared with several layers of um, clothing in my car, ready to go. Yeah, it's definitely a microclimate uh, at the back of that stand. Um, this week we're going to be focusing on rugby because the Raiders are back at Foots Lane on Saturday, the start of the new National Two East season, and a bit of a change around from the RFU in the, the league setup um, this year. Old Albanian um, coming to Foots Lane on Saturday for the opening game of uh, what promises to be a pretty interesting season, as I say, um, Gareth. Yeah, a bit of a um, a bit of a rejig um, in terms of the league structure and a new division created at that level, and it means a couple less games as well for Raiders this year. Yeah, I'm sure that's uh, something that um, Jordan Reynolds has been crying out for. I know that the RFU basically ask clubs for their input as to sort of how they'd like to see the the leagues sort of develop or evolve over time and. Um, being part of a 16-team league last season really, really took its toll. I mean, you barely get a week's rest. I mean, it sounds not a lot going down to 14, but it means sort of four less games. Um, obviously, Raiders also had their three Siam Cup games last year, which um, it meant the season finished on a high, but um, it certainly took its toll. And uh, Raiders will be, I think, a lot happier now that they've got 26 league games they can concentrate on. And they also know for a fact that they'll have um, sort of uh, bye weekends um, every sort of on a regular basis, which means that they can sort of put their all into a, a block of fixtures and then know that there's a, a rest period coming up. So um, it's certainly something which I think Jordan's been crying out for for several seasons. Yeah, it was backbreaking work, wasn't it, last year, as you say, with the three times as well. It's sort of a pretty unprecedented schedule to get through and they they got through it well in the end didn't they and um and obviously finished the season on such a high with those back-to-back Siam Cup wins I mean in in league terms after what was an unbelievable start last last time around um I wouldn't say things fell away but certainly you know the, the challenges kind of mounted um and towards the back end of the season when it became clear that you know probably the, the focus was going to be the Siam Cups um they sort of took the foot off the gas eventually finishing 10th but that was still an amazing performance really you know their best ever in a national league it was it was their highest ever finished but um it's funny if you sort of i don't know if i should say this because it was off the record but um jordan <laughs> jordan gave me a bit of a wry grin when i said when i said to him oh it was probably worth um sort of not losing those last few league games but having the double double header sign win was a great thing for the club and he sort of gave me a little grin he goes yeah but it means my win percentage as a coach has plummeted now <laughs> because of those <laughs> last few games in the league so um from a personal level, he wasn't overly chuffed about those um, few defeats to finish the season. But like you say, we still finished in um, the highest position we've ever been. Um, had we sort of focused very much on the league at the end of last season, I think we would have probably finished in the top half of um, what was then National 2 South, um, that 16-team league. But um, yeah, so finished 10th last year, which was still an excellent achievement considering sort of what went, it was only our second time at that level and what went on in the first time we were there when we had a huge injury crisis and it just didn't work out our, our way. 
Um, Raiders can take a lot from what they did last season and obviously having the Siam in the trophy cabinet for, for this season is uh, is a, a nice thing to have. Well, let's hear what Jordy um, had to say. Um, you caught up with the Raiders director of rugby at their training session as they put the, the finishing touches on their pre-season preparations on Tuesday night. You're just about to start an, another new season. <laughs> How have pre-season sort of preparations gone from your point of view? Um, look, they've been a lot shorter, a lot more congested. We probably normally have another maybe three, four weeks uh, where we can build in a lot of conditioning for them. Um, we found, you know, we only had four weeks leading up to Exeter and that was a big factor for us. Normally we would have probably double that. So, um, look, I think I think there's, there's been the usual pre-season for us where we, we come out of the blocks pretty well. We have a, a, a mid, mid slump and and it takes us a while to get out of it. I think we had Exeter, which was after that, we had like the Exeter week was a slump and then two weeks after it. But the boys have come out firing in the last couple of weeks, which is great. Um, you know, the the fact that we didn't get to take that kind of um, anguish out on, on Hull, you know what I mean, get another game into us, is, is it hasn't helped. But if you look around the leagues at the moment, a lot of the teams have only had one pre-season as well. Um, the, the, the complaining of, uh, you know, some of the pitches over there being too hard. So I think for us, we're probably no better off than any other team at the moment. But look, we're excited. Um, you know, the boys have, have put in a fair shift training-wise, and I think they're just keen to get into it. Yeah. Um, in terms of the squad, I mean, Guernsey, by tradition, always has quite a big turnover sort of over the summer. How's the squad looking for, for this coming season? Yeah, not a big turnover. Uh, we had we probably had more, more people uh, moving on than uh, uh, coming in. But, um, you know, for us at the moment, we've, we've still got, I would say, a much larger core group um, than we have in previous years. And, and you're right, sometimes we do have those turnovers. But if you look at the nucleus of what we had last season, you'll see all those same faces out here. And I, my hope is this season that, you know, those little areas will be the thing that works for us best. Um, I think the easy coaching process was just to do the exact same things as last season and everyone would understand them better. But, you know, me and my head was just thinking, how can we expand on that and move forward? So I think that's where we got our little slump in, in pre-season. But the boys are taking it on really well. You know, some, some good players, you know, we've still got the, the likes of like, you know, Kieran McGann, um, Charlie Davis out there, Ethan and, and all those guys. And, you know, potential for Teasdale to be back this month as well, who's, who's obviously had a... a what it'd be now 12 months, you know, 12 months layout for, for a knee injury. So, you know, it's exciting to see those guys coming back in. Um, Luke Sayer doing another year. We managed to convince uh, Tom Sealham and, and Louis to go again uh, for the season for us. And you can look out there now, there's, you know, there's 30 and there's a couple of young guys too, you know, Kieran Williams, Jack Weber, Oscar Bailey as well, you know, guys that are just turning 18 and we think could be, you know, big players in the future for the club so it's a it's um it's a pretty topsy-turvy squad which is good for us and you know it's got different every different age bracket you need <laughs> I mean it's something you've been looking for over sort of like your time here to have that bigger group I mean like you say looking out here now there's the Vikings are training as well for the future of Guernsey rugby perhaps looking beyond the season I mean do you think we're in a healthy state? Yeah, I think uh, to answer probably those, be careful what you wish for. <laughs> I mean, um, we probably got more numbers than we know what to do with at the moment, which is which is great. But look, I, I I think it's I think it's one of these things that you see you see in sports at the moment. All teams are struggling for numbers, and yet we were that way twenty years ago, and now now it's completely opposite. When other teams are struggling, we seem to have, you know, could 
good core of um, you know players that are down here. If you look up uh, Vikings at the moment, there's a, there's probably close to 30 out there, and we've got 32. So, you know, 60 being down on a Raiders training weekend is, is is amazing. But I think I think personally, it comes down to the fact of what kind of culture that you're running within the group. You know, what I mean, obviously there's there's 60 plus players that think we have a good culture here, and and they and and they've been a, a part of making that culture. You know, heard around heard around Guernsey, so I think it's you know it's probably a testament to them more than anything. Uh, you mentioned looking to expand on sort of perhaps the way you play. What what can we look forward to in terms of sort of the brand of rugby Raiders will be playing this season? Yeah, I think I think um, you know for us we we want to get back to our roots definitely as a forward pack this season. You know, if you remember even the last time we were in National Two, our, our our forward pack was still a strong asset to us. Even though we were losing big games, we still had a big scrum, we still had a big catch and drive, and we found we felt last season um you know our catch and drive needs a lot of work you know what i mean so that's something that we've put a huge amount of time into and look it's not going to be perfect by week one but we're hoping to get back to the way it used to be um you know how dependable was our lineup back in the day we were five meters out we needed to try and win the game and we go to the catch and drive and get it you know we probably didn't have that confidence last season and and that's probably down to the fact that you know during the pandemic we had a lot of turnover a lot of new faces in so our aim is to make sure we 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 get those little strong points you know the pillars that we can always go back to when when we're struggling in games and say this works for us let's do this you know what i mean um and there's a few things on 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 attack you know we've been looking at some of the spacing of our pods and and looking how we can catch teams out you know sometimes being a little bit tighter and sometimes a little bit a little bit wider and look it becomes confusing to players but after three weeks it becomes second second nature to them so that's what we've got to get in and the thing for me is like it's always like bringing the the yardstick or something giving them something new to do you got to remember like in all sports we've got to make it interesting for the playing group and you know sometimes it might be just some fancy move that we come in and it's just for something for them to enjoy and you know there's little things that we've tried to to to, to bring in this season to make sure we can do that but look the the main things from us this weekend and, and what we want to change from from ourselves as we, we think we lacked a lot of effort last season you know just the little things of just chasing kicks and and, and competing hard and little parts like that and, and just getting our defensive um sets right you know we had i think it was something like um 14 games last year where we were really defensively sound and then the rest of them just got away from us so we just got to make sure this year that we're looking for at least 90 percent of our games to be defensive strong strongholds yeah um when the fixtures came out, um, sort of the opening couple of games, Old Albanian and Barnes, you were sort of quite happy that as teams we sort of know from playing them before. I mean, what can we expect from Old Albanians this weekend? Yeah, look, they've, they've, I mean, they've got a couple of really, really strong players. They had a, you know, a fairly handy six last year and a good twelve, and you know, they, their, their nine really dictates dictates the play um you know they've they've got some good set piece moves that they run and they're a strong side i think they started the better the better team um last year and dropped off and that that not normally happens uh with older banians a lot they start with a really strong squad and you know whether it's injuries or what you know we're all the same um you know the team start to get a little bit weaker so we'll probably be getting at full strength you know what i mean but at the same time you know i mean our squad's not too too bad itself so it's something that we want to rectify we just had a team meeting before and said you know we we lost to them twice last season and we felt really disappointed the time that we played them at home that we actually just did we didn't even 
get a shot in. You know what I mean? We didn't fire a shot all day and we just found like, you know, this being the first game, if anything's going to happen, you know, off the back of a good defensive set is we, we want to fire our shot and make sure that, we, that, that we're clean with it. So if we get the opportunity to score, you know, we've, we've got to be patient and make sure we do it and yeah. we just won't last on. Um, like I say, very unusual for Raiders to start at home. Um, <laughs> it is, on the face of it, it seems like a good thing, but I mean, for Raiders not getting up at sort of five o'clock in the morning to go and get a plane on the first day of the season, are you looking forward to it? Or do you think it might be a bit a bit of a strange feeling, really? Yeah, well, we almost got the opportunity last season, but then with COVID, we had to do all four away. <laughs> so, um, look, for us, it, it is what it is. Yeah, to be honest, we haven't even really thought about it. There hasn't even been really that much conversation about it at the moment because... Uh, it hasn't really perked up, you know, anything for us. But look, we love a home game. I mean, to have two of them, you know, what I mean, it's gonna be, it's gonna be amazing. We know that the the last game of the year will be away, but to have two off the bounce. But I guess it just comes with a little bit of added pressure too, because if you've got the two first home games, you need to perform. You got to, you got to pick up your home wins. Like you know, there's no doubt about that, and we'll be ruthless about, you know, the way we want to go about it. But you know, I, I guess waking up at probably, you know. I was about to say eight o'clock. Since I've had a child, it's never been eight o'clock. But, you know, just having that extra half hour in of sleep, it's going to make a huge difference. I mean, especially our Albanians, I think it's like, you know, an hour and 45 minute drive on the coach. So that's always really tough. So, um, you know, for us, I'm, I'm, I'm sure we're really happy to play, you know, especially in the home crowd at Foots Lane again. You know, how amazing. And the conditions, I suppose, should suit you in terms of some of the, the rugby you try and play, the fast the fast stuff with you using your pace out wide. Looks like it's going to be proper, almost summer weather and um, a firm pitch for you. Well, we were looking at the weather today and it said showers and we said, well, let's not let's not call it until Friday because we, <laughs> we know Guernsey can change a fair bit. So for us, we're going to actually set up for a little bit of rain and then uh, we can expand off that. And the difference for that is just where we kick from 30s or 40s. So, um, but uh, hopefully it is because, you know, we, we've got a backline that I felt really fired last year and we've kept like you know the core of that that backline um, with us this season and you know we think there's huge potential for these guys to have a real shot at it and um, you know for us it's about building that platform but hopefully we can get the weather to do it yeah. you know talking to them they don't care if it's raining or not but we'll see on Saturday I guess. <laughs> And um, obviously the league is now restructured totally. We're down to 14 teams in, in each league at this level. Um, you, you must be quite happy with that, the fact that you're going to get a, a few rest weeks because last couple of seasons, or certainly last season, was just non-stop what, with league and Siam triple header. So um, you must be looking forward to actually being able to rest players as well. Yeah, so... We get five-week blocks now. So if you think about last season, we played all the way through to Christmas. It was 31 games. I mean, I wasn't even playing and I was tired. So, but this season we get five weeks break, five weeks break, and then we're into Christmas. So it's actually really good, you know. Looking at the boys, um, you know, because if you've got a guy with a niggle, you might play him the next week and next thing they're out for three weeks and just having that rest period. And well, for us as well, we always say to the players, you know, if we get that weekend, make sure you get off island and, and get away and, and, and soak in that R&R. And I think for a team like us, that is hugely important. We're a very good team when we have a break because <laughs> um, we can come back. We might come off a little bit slow, but it almost recharges the batteries. And if you have a bad five games, you know, any coach, any coach worth their weight, 
this year should be looking at five-game goals. You know, what do you want to achieve in those five games? Because if it doesn't come off, you can you can relook at it for the next next five-week block, and the season's not over. And that's what we're exactly doing at the moment. You know, we're looking at these five-week blocks, then we have a rest, and then we go again. So um, we're really looking forward to it. And twenty, the difference between twenty-six games and thirty games is 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 massive. People will say it's only four games, but that's that's a lot of rugby being played there. You know what I mean? So. Um, you know, especially with, when you've got to add in two Siams or, or whatever it is. I mean, that was it. And if you look at last season, we had to rest, you know, for the last five games of the season. So um, for us, you know, having having this restructure at the moment, hopefully will suit us. Um, might be a bit difficult to say this early, but have you got any sort of specific targets or what would actually sort of constitute a, a successful season for you? Um, well, we've got to make improvements from where we were last season. So there, there's, there's stuff in line, you know, that we can look at, you know, league ladders all day, you know. But if we if we can't get our processes right and make sure that we're getting those accurate, then you know we're going to be we're going to be fairly lost. Um, for us, we still see ourselves as a top half finish. You know, we felt we were there last season if we didn't have to give away all those games at the end to, to rest players. But look. At the end of the day, we came 10th. You know what I mean? You can't, and we were a game short as well. So at the end of the day, that happened. Um, so our focus on the on, at the moment is just to get five games in a string, and then we can reevaluate after that. Jordan Reynolds uh, speaking to you there. Gareth, I mean, you know, we've been speaking to Geordie for, for years and years now. <laughs> he, you know, he knows his way around. We've been listening to Geordie <laughs> for years and years now. <laughs> yeah, he knows his way around a Raiders preseason for sure. I mean, what, what, what sense do you get of, um, from him in terms of, of you know, the, the sort of feeling in the squad and the feeling around the group going into this season? I think the one thing that I sort of took just from being there on Tuesday was the fact um, the the numbers there were great. There was a lot of players there, but it was also there wasn't many new faces, which I think in in some regards is quite a good thing. That we can almost hit the ground running, knowing each other's game. Um, I think there still might be a couple of new faces yet to come in this season, possibly. But um, the fact that this group has now been together for a, a season, and it, this is almost like the first proper season out of the COVID issues. Um, I th- I think there's a, a good continuity about it. Um, the impression I got from Jordan was sort of like they went away for a, a preseason game at Exeter University and he wasn't overly impressed with how that one went. But I can almost understand it from a player's point of view that um, it's been quite a short turnaround. Um, they they need to perhaps have a bit of a, a wake-up call, I suppose, in that regard. And um, just just looking at the preparations ahead of their first league game, they, they look ready to go. And um, it's, it's great that we've actually got a home game to start the season. It, it's something that Raiders have basically never really had. Um, we were due to have it last year, but because of the travel restrictions, we ended up having four games on the road to start with. Um, so it'd be, be an unusual experience for them, but probably a great one to have a home crowd uh, cheering them on on the first game of the season. Yeah, it's interesting you say about the... You know, the, the new faces, the old faces, I mean, I guess the, the sort of challenges of recruitment and, and bringing guys to the island will probably be as great as ever in terms of um, sort of jobs, housing and, and all the rest of it. So, um, yeah, I suppose that's sort of maybe forced the hand slightly in terms of focusing on what we got. But as you say, that could well be a, a good thing, um, certainly going into the start of the season where everyone knows their role and you can kind of build on, on what you've done last year. So, um, yeah, going to be really interesting to see how they go. Well, what, one of those players who's still around and, and certainly establishing himself or has established himself as, as one of the sort of senior senior players in the squad is um, Dom Rice and he's someone you spoke to last night. Already back to another new season. It doesn't seem to take long to come around but um, how have sort of pre-season preparations been going from a player's point of view? Yeah, really good. I think we've had, um, we've been in for 
couple of months now. Um, we've had some some really intense training. We've been training three times a week most weeks, um, and it's it's been tough. But I think it's been planned really well, and I think the boys are coming in firing for this weekend against OAs. Do you feel you're still sort of carrying the momentum of the, sort of the successful end to last season? Certainly, the double sign was a was a big boon for the club. I mean, do you still feel like there's that energy from that? Yeah, for sure. I think last season in general was a pretty big year for the club. We had our highest ever finish in um, the National Leagues as well, which is always um, a massive positive. But I think we, we spoke a few weeks ago as well. I think it's about how we kind of kick on from that and, and use last year's success as, as a real kind of launch pad to move forward and, and take this club on to bigger and better things as well. Yeah, sure. Um, unusually for Raiders, we're starting with two home games back to back. I mean, is, is that something you're really looking forward to? Because it is, like I say, you, you sort of travel most times first game of the season. Yeah, I think last year we we started with I think it was four four games on 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 the road because of COVID. So yeah, I think the boys are really looking forward to it. It's, it's a nice start to the season, but again, two, two really tough teams to play at home as well that are kind of been around the the league for a few years. So obviously the second one being Barnes, kind of our old ro- rival as well. It's it's definitely a good way to start the season, and I think um, hopefully the supporters enjoy it as well. I mean, are there, I was going to actually ask: Are there certain games you look forward to in, in a league season? I mean, like you say, Barnes it always tends to be a very tight game. But I mean, it must be one you probably look for in the calendar. Yeah, for sure. I think I think Barnes is is probably that one. I think um, obviously we've played through the through the years with with them and, and come up against them at national three level as well. And it's always been a tough test. And I think last year was no different. We had a, a really tough game at their place and came away with the win. And then again, backed up at home. So I think that that. That out the first few fixtures, I think, is really the one that, that will be a bit a bit fiery. <laughs> um, and also this year, because of the restructuring of the leagues, it's down to a 14-team league. Um, from a player's point of view, it must be nice to know that you've got sort of like these these bye weekends that so you can give your all for a little block of fixtures and then actually have a break. Yeah, for sure. I think it's um, it's a big positive, and we've kind of used it in our planning as well. So we're, we're kind of tackling five-game blocks. Um, and then kind of will reassess where we are. So I think it gives us time to, to obviously rest and recover from from fixtures, but also be looking forward and kind of always be reassessing where we are as we move. Because it still is a long season as well, so I think that's important for us that we're constantly reviewing and, and setting goals in those five-week blocks and just reassessing where we are. So, I mean, with that in mind, do you, do you have like a thought of what would make a successful season for Raiders this year? <laughs> yeah, so I think it's, it's always a tough one, isn't it? I think we, we always ask ourselves that. I think... Um, as a collective, I think that the most important thing to, to be at this stage is just to be better than where we were last year. Um, and then I think, as I said, with, with those five-week game blocks, we can just constantly be reassessing. We can push the boundaries out a little bit if we want to. But for, for me, it's first five games are, are really crucial. And I think it gives us a chance to see where, where we're at and where other teams are in the league. And then we could maybe reassess kind of the, the longer-term future for us. And just quickly on a, on a personal level, I mean, you, do you now see yourself as sort of like a senior member of the squad? I mean, you, you certainly establish yourself now in the ranks. I mean, do you almost take on a bit, a bit of a leadership role out there now? Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, um, kind of something I've always wanted to do. And, and kind of last season was kind of that platform that, that kind of, I think, probably solidified kind of my, my role in that kind of senior player team. Um, don't like to say it because it makes, makes me feel like I'm getting old, but... <laughs> But yeah, for sure. I think personally, it's, it's something I always always wanted to do, and, and kind of love this club since since I came through the ranks. So it's it's yeah, it's a real honour to be involved in that group.
Dom Rice speaking to you um, down at Foots Lane on Tuesday night. Yeah, definitely a, a player who's um, yeah become a real integral part of this Raiders lineup. Yeah, too, it, it, I, I sort of had to ask him at the end of the, the interview sort of how old he was. And when he sort of looked at me and said 25, he looked almost disappointed to say he was that old. And I was thinking, <laughs> you're still that young, are you? Because Dom seems to have been around for quite a while now. But um, yeah, like you say, he, he has become a, a real sort of um, integral cog of that, that forward machine that we've got. He's... He's one of those guys who um, perhaps a lot of his work might go unnoticed to those who sort of enjoy the running rugby that's provided by the backs who sort of sprint down the wings and what have you. But um, the work he puts in is absolutely unbelievable. He, he just puts his body on the line week in, week out. And um, I'm sure he'll be he'll be someone who's looking forward to those bye weekends as much as anybody. <laughs> so, yeah, it's going to be a big uh, day down at Footslane on Saturday. Old Albanian, um, the visitors uh, for a two o'clock kickoff. The women are also in action in a friendly against Southampton. That one getting underway at 12 o'clock on the club pitch um, uh, as they get ready for their new season. And away from home, St. Jack's Vikings are on the road in the uh, first week of fixtures in the new Counties 3 Hampshire um, division. St. Jack's now competing once again in the sort of main pyramid um, of English rugby, which is uh, really exciting for them. Uh, They're away from home, as I say, uh, on the opening weekend of the season. And I think their first home game isn't until the 17th of September. So a couple of weeks before we'll get to see them in the flesh. But I guess once again, St. Jack's a very important part of the whole rugby project in Guernsey. Yeah, for sure. And uh, it was good to see their training numbers on on Tuesday night as well. They had a good group um, out there under Ray Smart, their coach. Um, Yeah, like you say, Tony, it's uh, going to be a a good thing, I think, for just local rugby fans now with St. Jack's um, being part of the RFU sort of ladder once more. Um, and um, basically every every weekend, pretty much, we should have like a, a home game, whether it's Raiders or, or Vikings. Um, there'll be someone to cheer along every weekend at Foots Lane. It's great. Yeah, it's going to be a very busy season. We'll be following it, of course, all the way on, here on the Guernsey Press Support Podcast and in the pages of the Guernsey Press too. Um, team news and a full preview to follow uh, in the paper later this week. Um, that's it for the rugby for now. Uh, coming up next, we'll have a look at the rest of the week's sport. Welcome back. Big weekend of sport across the islands to look forward to. Um, Guernsey's cricketers, uh, the men's squad going over to Jersey for the return of the 50 over interest. You know, we spoke a little bit about this um, last week, Gareth, but as, as it kind of nears the days or a, a bit more anticipation, do you think, growing in the camp about, about the fixture and actually just how nice it is to have, um, to have that 50 over game back? Yeah, I mean, it's going to feel probably a bit strange actually going and playing jersey in a 50-over game. Um, it, I think it's just something that our, our side need to look at as a as good opportunity. Obviously, we've mentioned last week how, how jersey are absolutely flying in, in sort of ICC competition and, and just how well they're doing. Um, if you view it that way, it's just um, great to be able to play against a side of that calibre and um, show what we've got as well. I mean, if... If one of our sort of batsmen who've been, all of our batsmen who've been informed this season, if one of those can make a big score, um, you know, who knows what can happen. It, obviously, without Matt Stokes, it's a, it's a big thing for Guernsey. You're sort of losing basically your top player for the for this big game, but um, um, we've still got plenty of capable players in there. And um, on the day, you'd, you'd probably say if, if this game was being played every day for the week and Matt Stokes wasn't in, in the Guernsey side, you'd probably say Guernsey would only perhaps win once or twice out the whole week but um, you never know what can happen on the day yeah it's going to be very interesting I think um, we saw the 100 ball final last Thursday um, Indies going unbeaten this season in evening league cricket and um, they'll be off to Spain at some point um, next kind of well February or March time for the European Cricket League um, tournament now um, yeah what, what did you make of the 100 stuff I mean it, 
it's kind of a sort of fairly low-key kind of end to the season domestically. But um, certainly speaking to Tom Nightingale afterwards, it seemed like, you know, Indies were pretty determined to win it and, and finish that season unbeaten. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, Indies, have, they did have sort of like the the best um, short format of the game squad. So um, I'm sure they, they didn't want to let anything slip. And it's always, it's, whatever trophy it is, it's always nice to win a trophy, no matter what club you are or what have you. So um, it's great for them to do it. Um, they'll certainly be looking forward to their trip to Spain. I think with the 100 competition, I, th- I think the idea of it was sort of pretty sound. You, you open the season with it to get some, not quite pre-season as such, because it is a competition in its own right. But um, when the nights are shorter, it sort of fits in quite well. Uh, maybe going forward with the European competition and people wanting to play in that, maybe T10 might be the way forward for sort of early and late season in Guernsey just to get used to that sort of um, format of the game because we don't play it very often here, but you're going over to Spain to play in that sort of um, very short format of the game. So it might be something to look at, but um, I know Indies enjoyed winning the the 100 final and um, they showed just sort of what a class side they are at that sort of short format of the game. And a few of their players, of course, will be pulling on the, the green on Saturday over in Jersey. So best of luck to the Guernsey squad heading over there. Um, this side of the water, there's the senior golf in Trinsula, which kind of, I suppose, sort of heralds the start of a couple of big weeks for golf in the islands with the um, the, the men's and women's entrances to come as well. Uh, how keenly contested do you expect this one to be? <laughs> well, the players always enjoy it, that's for sure. It's um, it's not quite as full on as, as the men's entrances or the full entrances, as we call them. With, um, there's two sessions in this one. It's four balls and, and singles over Saturday afternoon and Sunday morning. But um, when you look at the names sort of on the, on either team sheets, you can tell the the calibre of golfer is still very high. I mean, Bobby Ego is obviously the best player in the Guernsey side. He's still the best player in Guernsey, judging by handicap. He's off plus three at the moment. So um, there'll be some good golf played. And um, yeah, like I said before, it's a trophy up for grabs and everyone enjoys winning a trophy. So it'd be, um, I think it'd be a very good match. Yeah, so that one running across Saturday afternoon and Sunday morning. Um, yeah, big, as I say, big couple of weeks for golf. So, yeah, plenty more coverage of those entrances um, to come uh, across our platforms. And football-wise, uh, GFC back in action on the road this weekend and, and a few Prio League games and Cup games to look forward to as well. Yeah, um, the, it's that GFC game that got uh, rearranged because of the, the travel disruption um, because of fog, I think it was at Gatwick. Um, they were due to play Sutton Common Rovers in a midweek game at the start of the season, which got postponed, but they've re- managed to rearrange it um, for Saturday. So that's it's good to get it out of the way and also just keeps, some, keeps GFC, um, get some momentum going. Um, Prio League, we've got um, North will be playing Bells and Sylvans are hosting Rangers on Saturday afternoon, both at two o'clock. And then we've got the first Jeremy Cup game of the, the season. St Martin's hosting Velrec at five o'clock at Blanche Bear Lane on Saturday. So it's a, a busy weekend of football. Mm-hmm. And I just want to mention as well, on Saturday afternoon, um, the Guernsey Sports Commission's Upmost Community Sports Funday, um, which runs from 12 until four at Summeray Park Um basically I think an opportunity for, for anyone but I suppose particularly kids to try a whole variety of sports um, you'll also be able to meet some of Guernsey's Commonwealth Games um, stars from Birmingham 2022 Billy Lepulan, Lucy Beer and Abby Galpin um, will be there I think at around three o'clock um, to talk um, through that experience and, and uh, uh, hopefully kind of uh, you know 
a bit of inspiration will rub off on um, future generations. I'm sure um, there'll be a silver medal uh, in tow as well down there. Um, so yeah, I mean, it sounds like it's going to be a really cracking day. Uh, I think as well, there's a mascot race to look out for. I guess Rocky the Raider will be involved, but might have a, a, another shift at, at foot Lane as well. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what kind of shape he's in going into it against Rory the Lion, of course, um, Owlzat, the uh, right. Guernsey Cricket Owl, Darcy the Donkey, I think, and perhaps one other. Apologies if I've missed a prominent mascot, but uh, yeah. Any predictions on who's going to take that honour? Um, well, judging by the, the enthusiasm they usually show, I'd imagine Rory and um, and Rocky will be pretty well matched, actually. <laughs> <laughs> if it also involves sort of jumping over advertising boards and um, banging um, bins to get the crowd behind them, I'd imagine Rocky might be in a good shape there. Yeah, Rory's definitely demonstrated, um, yeah, an impressive ability to hurdle obstacles. <laughs> Um, at times over the last few years so yeah um, keep an eye out for that one 12 till 4 at Sunray Park the utmost community sports fun day I'm sure that's going to be a, a cracking afternoon down there um, right I think that's just about it from us if you haven't already do give us a follow on social media at GSY Press Sport on Facebook Twitter and Instagram and pick up a paper of course six days a week for the very best local sports coverage we'll see you next time Gareth cheers Tony.